Welcome back. This is the second part of our two-part series with Epic Homes. If you want to learn more about Tom, Parker, and their business, go back and listen to part one. But this part two will be all about home building, trends, tips, and much more. So what's a piece of advice that you give somebody like who's going to sit down with you and build a house? I, I would say, no, <laughs> I, I might I might back it up and say even someone that's not going to build a house with us, advice that I would give to someone looking to build um, would be make sure you get along with whoever you're going to work with because you're going to have lots of conversations with them and make sure you trust them because if you don't trust them or have a weird feeling on day one, two, three, it's going to get worse throughout the process. So um, if you feel like they're hiding something from you up front, Escalate that a bunch, and by the end of the project, you're really not going to be happy that you're where you're at. Likely, it's going to be the situation. So, And I think that's something we talk about a lot is a lot of times the clients we end up working with, like our personalities mesh well. Mm-hmm. We're as transparent as can be from day one. So, I mean, we're not hiding anything, and we make that known from day one. Any question you ask, we're going to give you the answer for if we have the answer. And, I mean that helps just our process in general because there will be it's construction so it's not perfection um there will be things that come up that might not be the easiest conversation to have but they have to be had so if you can't trust each other during those conversations it's going to make for a a weird feeling and i would say investigate the process of who you're going to build with Mm -hmm pay attention to your contract and if it's short you don't have enough information (laughs) and definitely and like also be transparent as a potential buyer be super transparent and be prepared in knowing what you want and making sure that what you want translates into what got priced because okay. the biggest mistake that I see people making, I mean, whether they built with us or not, is so the client thinks they're getting <clears throat> A, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they don't. Which, if you want Wolf Appliances, tell the builder you want Wolf Appliances. You can't assume that. Yeah. Okay. And if you read the contract and it doesn't look like you're getting Wolf Appliances, yeah. you're definitely not getting Wolf Appliances. I would say that's one example, but that translates. Mm-hmm. Multiply that times every decision that you're going to make in a house. And if you're assuming that the builder knows and then you don't make sure that it's written in the contract as the way that you're envisioning it, that's not what's priced. And I think that's one of people's biggest misconceptions is like there's this wide pricing structure that goes across like, well, I can get all these different things in this price point. And the reality is that you you can't sometimes. Like what you want might cost twice as much as what... Mm-hmm. you thought yeah so because i mean again like we've talked about adding on to our house and <clears throat> excuse me doing those different things but i mean i would have like zero that's why i'm like it's kind of yeah. interesting to talk with you guys i would have zero idea of where to start like i'm not picky about my appliances i want a double oven i want it in this color and i don't care what brand it is but like some people are obviously yep. very particular about that so if i'm like a new home builder and i say Okay, Tom Parker, here's my budget. I want you to build me a house. I want a big kitchen. 
in a big mudroom because we live on a ranch and it's really dirty <laughs> and the rest of it like just I don't know make it look pretty like that's what you guys do right like you'll Correct. take yeah. care of it and you'll say okay well within your budget this is what we can fit and that's when you said sometimes you have like that communication sometimes mm-hmm. you have yeah. those harder conversations and, and we have those conversations I mean, shoot I have them all the time I mean with just people reaching out with kind of just the initial question and I mean just depending on what your expectations are because you could tell us a number and I it might make sense in one instance and in another I might tell you that you're crazy because because know, there's a difference Mm-hmm. There's a difference, and it's one that we experience often. Because what we're not going to do, beings, we're good at building custom houses. We're not going to limit you. So okay. if you're telling us that your budget's this, but then correspondingly you're telling us that you want this, we're still going to give you what you want. You may, not like, you. you may not like the price, okay. but ultimately You'll know. we're not going to tell you until we price it that that's more than what your budget is we'll okay. tell that's kind of you your that's is. your decision yeah and we're not going to make it for you so we're going to give you the option like hey these are what your kitchen cabinets cost based on your decisions and now is that like do you want to mm-hmm. spend that or do you want to do this but the thing is we try to do that before construction right. not not when it's too late to make any changes mm-hmm. and i think ultimately when, the decisions should be yours to that's when some of the horror stories of building happen is you know like hey we got this far along and slapped to the face we had no idea it was coming but he told us we own this much extra money and that that shouldn't ever really happen i mean because are, your buyers should be aware throughout of, the process. of their decisions and how they affect their budget yeah so obviously a big mistake that maybe first I don't want to say first time home buyer, yeah. like, but like first time builders could make and, is the communication. And honestly, like you don't do this every day. So you should right. know what you're talking about. Like, just like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on behind your desk. Like, I don't <laughs> like, I don't know that world because it's not what I do every day. We yeah. do this every day. So we're happy to explain that to people mm-hmm. and help you make an informed decision. And I think to go back to your question of two things we would tell, I might group what I talked about and what Parker talked about as one, like know what you're getting from your builder and from like a material product side of things but then two i think be prepared and know on your side and that's probably where first community comes in um from what we've seen is there are a lot of people that come to us that don't understand the financial side of things or the financial ramifications of their decisions sometimes and so find you know find someone on the financial side that that you trust and mm-hmm. just make sure you have your ducks in a row to know how things are going to work on that side and i didn't get told to say that but there's a plug for first community credit no yeah i i actually <laughs> side note like on this podcast i did not tell them i had to talk about that but, <laughs> I was but, but, it like, but, I but thank that's you that's it is important like if, mm-hmm. if you're looking at building an, a house mm-hmm. starter home first time whatever it might be or a five million dollar house i don't care whatever the range of your home is like be prepared and ready from the financial side of things to like have had discussions with your banker um a mortgage person be a little bit ready from that standpoint Mm -hmm. is is a good thing i would say to be ready for yeah absolutely i mean i think that's plainly put as possible i think there's a lot of confusion surrounding how how the finances and and, and we're good at just simplifying 
yeah how to state that in a way that makes sense and, to people and Parker so. and I both have our real estate license so I mean we have these conversations a lot but I mean from a you know how does title work affect everything where are these fees coming from how does a construction loan work to end financing my mortgage interest rates I mean we we have those intertwined conversations all the time so be either be aware of them or make sure you're comfortable and trust who you're having that conversation with because otherwise you might find yourself in a goofy situation we kind of talked about you know tips for someone looking to build a house and stuff but i want to know and and i should go back we talked about earlier like what your favorite things are about building a house but what like what are some things that maybe are more challenging to build or got any fun stories that you want to share about how you know (laughs) something that was uh, a little more difficult to build yeah so I, I would actually, what's interesting is that the part of the house that I like the most is also by far the most difficult. Really? Exteriors. I mean, we draw some extremely unique exteriors, which takes a ton of knowledge about, I mean, I may not be a structural engineer, but most days I have to kind of yeah. act like one. The so, framing, I mean, I have trusses, to, I have to coordinate to well. all these different parts of an exterior coming together and get other people who are professionals in their specific area of materials or, well, really mostly, I mean, just materials or trusses or beam work or stuff like that. And I have to get them to coordinate together mm-hmm. with me being involved to make sure that the Legos all fit together. <laughs> in the perfect place so that when we order materials that take six months that come from Canada, like they show up and we can install them and we don't have any issues. So I think that's the part that like, I, I love that part, but it's also by far the most challenging. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we, we built a pool and retaining wall that was extremely challenging. That, yeah. Um, I've got, I mean, I've got a picture I've got a picture from up top during one of the meetings of that project, and Parker, who is how tall are you? Six, six foot, foot two. Okay. Parker's six foot two, and his head is probably five feet away and three inches below the Missouri River. And so, like, he's in the hole where the retaining wall is being built. Is being built, and we got down to like excavation like level. And they were standing there, and I ran up just because it was crazy to look at. And I snapped a picture of Parker and the guy building the wall. And um, they were literally under the level of the river from, like, five feet. Like, we were, we were technically... <laughs> That's so crazy. It's we hard like, to even comprehend. Like, it's hard to even say. We were essentially, like, in the river, but, like, the water was... Five feet away from us. Like, in the Missouri River. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were yeah. building it at that time. Yeah. In the river yeah i mean it was we were we had to build a wall to hold the river back from where we needed to be Mm -hmm. in order to build the structure that we were trying to build yeah and that was challenging yeah i mean there's yeah there's that was a such a unique situation that again i think a lot of people probably did say no (laughs) where i guess we we were i think that was a prime example of Maybe not knowing exactly what we needed to do, but mm-hmm. 
having the resources and the right people in place to help us complete an objective that was extremely difficult. And we just kept picking away until we figured out what needed to happen. So that was like, I mean, that was almost, that project was almost on the scale of like industrial, not even, not even really commercial. Yeah, I've seen it. It's crazy. Very, very unique. And there was a lot that went into that and a lot that, I mean, a lot that everyone learned, I think, on that one. Um, Yeah, so that was, that was, that was unique. Very Mm -hmm. unique. We had to, I was there for six weeks straight, pretty much. I mean, yeah. like every day, yeah. manually doing a lot of the stuff with. The, so yeah. my dad actually came to town to help because he's a very unique. Does a lot of strange things, <laughs> builds a lot of strange things, cool. and um, so yeah. thankfully, he came to town to help me do a lot of unique things that. Yeah. I mean, at that, that time, I didn't know how to do that and, wall in that pool. I mean, it turned out absolutely incredible. Um, but the process to get there, I think we learned a lot. And it, yeah. Well, oh, absolutely. I mean, it was a learning experience for us, mm-hmm. but uh, it was one that I'm Some glad. I'm glad I mean, looking back, it, it was like, that was a challenging process. Someday In fact, I, it, it almost ended not real yeah. good for me. A bucket actually fell off of an excavator oh, right, right, right next to me. So that could have been a bad deal. But overall, I mean, it was a... <laughs> Could have been a really bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine though. You're fine. Like, yeah, I survived. You know? Yeah. So oh, that's cool. It I was mean, just and then the end result too. Beautiful pool, but really happy clients and happy families and. I think for, I think for me, yeah, that's that's one of the things. Like I always like seeing you know, pictures on Facebook or social media or getting them texted to us like of kids enjoying the house or, you know, family there for Christmas. And like that, Mm -hmm. that to me just always is like, that's a rewarding part of what we do without a doubt. Yeah. So talking a little bit more about like the building stuff, what are some cool, like what's a cool new feature that you guys have put in lately or Hmm. what's like, is there anything trending or if you're, if, if someone wanted to come up to you and build and they say we want something cool in our house. Like, well, what would we what, tell them to? Put yeah, in? like what's cool nowadays? Awesome. What a- if 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 a budget wasn't like a didn't matter? Didn't matter. Yep. No budget. Oh boy. I think I think that's kind of fun because we always are looking at and texting each other new stuff or ideas or pictures of stuff that we've seen, and that's an interesting question. If I, had to pick I think one. a trend that's happening is actually pools. For, really? I mean, for, yeah. It, I mean, I've seen. Especially We've been involved in more than in ever. the Dakotas, like in this area. Yeah, like, I would say even specifically to Bismarck Mandan, like wow. lots. Really of interesting, and like, like I honestly cool. like to get on the schedule to let someone build a pool for you. Like you better be calling now if you want it next spring summer. Wow! Otherwise, they're going to be booked up. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's so definitely that's a, trend. a trend. That I think probably even more so with maybe even with COVID that that kicked off a little bit because people couldn't go anywhere. So why not spend a little bit more right. for your entertainment at home? And I think even expanding on that a little bit, I think what people are looking to do is having entertaining spaces because they're spending more time at home. And I think that mm-hmm. could be a pool. I mean, one of the projects we're working on right now that's really cool is it's not large, but it's a 16 by 16 pergola that has heat, lights, water, Built-in grills, 
Um, they'll well, be able to use I mean, screens. I mean, they'll be able to screens, all sorts of cool hang stuff. out in their backyard, whether they're grilling or just entertaining and hanging out with friends or family. I mean, nine months out of the year, likely with that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's a great setup. Cool. I think other things. I mean, trends that we're seeing. Um, I mean, the the kitchen's always a magnet for people. If you have anyone over, like eventually you're going to be around the kitchen island. Um, I think a trend that could catch on though and maybe this is me just trying to push for it to catch on is having (laughs) instead of having dedicated dining rooms having islands that are even larger than they already are and have them being kind of a two-tiered setup that's almost having an incorporated dining space (laughs) either like built onto the extension of an island and i think yeah there's been some of that so far. I think that will, might continue. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I think families just eat around the table less because everyone's so busy. So it's more of like a... And people naturally goal. congregate to the island anyway. So it's kind of... Right. It allows you to cut space and have the same better working space yeah. on mm-hmm. the space that you're already using. Yeah. That'd Very be something. Cool. Bathtubs incorporated into shower spaces. So having, like, uh, a wet room instead of, like, a a tub and then a shower, like, connecting them and steam showers. I feel like we've seen a few more of those recently. Um, Like I said, it's interesting just to, like, I I don't keep up on that stuff because I'm like, oh, we're a few years down the road from building our (laughs) dream house someday. Uh, 40? No, just kidding. Um, It's just cool to hear, like, what you know what's being put in houses now and maybe somebody's listening and will think oh sweet like i should i should look at that for my house so it's maybe, just maybe the cool. one thing we haven't mentioned sorry <clears throat> to interrupt you but um i would say other things that are fresh off my mind i don't know why i just thought of them but microwaves and pantries instead of in the kitchen just to kind of hide the microwave is something we're seeing more and more of um and more like full walk-in like usable pantries with you, cabinetry yeah. so like all your Keep stuff your keurig in the so coffee kitchen in there is just cooking mm-hmm. entertaining take the clutter from your kitchen and just put it in the pantry and leave it there nice. coffee makers blenders microwaves we're all the that. stuff that you just so in genius. general it's just a disaster <coughs> everyone's got them yes and they're mm-hmm. just they don't look great on the counter sometimes like the garbage so can of the kitchen yeah just throw everything in the pantry and then i'd say garages are another thing that are i mean getting bigger just depending i mean everyone's got toys and wants a little room out there depending on if you're doing work out there or not and then the other trend that i should have thought of right away would be like a shouse or a shop house um that's a question that we get more and more and more of and are drawing and doing more and more of would be you know and we'll build those two shop space Mm -hmm. and a house combo mixed um and just how that works but very cool Adding so a maybe the door. pantry is the. I think, I think yeah, I think it's a pantry. pantry. Yeah. <laughs> Making them big enough so that you can include. I mean, we've done chest freezers, we've done double fridge freezer combos, like six foot wide. That's so freezer. smart. Mm-hmm. That's so smart. Instead of having a garage fridge, you have all the Where stuff that you need right. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think everyone has a garage fridge for like all your extra stuff and like oh you're entertaining like go put it out in the garage fridge so it fits yeah Yeah, that's genius and most people still honestly have a garage fridge either way but Mm -hmm. this just i mean i know even at my own home 
Man, keeps if I had a pantry close. that was big enough to have a fridge and a freezer in it, yeah. or both, I mean, that would be that'd be awesome. Because I have a freezer downstairs, and I run down there for, you know, if you buy half a beef or something like that, I mean, yeah. that takes up a lot of space. I'd yeah. rather it be 10 steps instead of down in the basement or tucked around the corner in the mechanical room and no one ever looks at it. Those extra 15 steps. I don't know. They make might, a difference, though. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, but probably not hurting that you're taking the extra 15 no. steps. Oh, goodness. So, <laughs> you too. So, we kind of, I mean, we kind of talked about the business side and, and the FCCU, but, like, how did, how did you guys even, how did you guys even start with FCCU? I don't know if I, if I ever knew this. I, mean, I don't even know if I can really say it, but I mean, I actually initially started with Zach when yeah. he wasn't even part of FCCU. Okay. I think we had the personal relationship first, and mm-hmm. then, and then so, yeah, I mean, talked talked with him, barely started a relationship with him really at Bremer, and we worked to begin a relationship there for like a year, and as soon as we got <laughs> approval, he moved to FCCU, he and I was us. like you're taking me with me. I mean, you're, you're taking you with like, me. And I, yeah. And I think at the time, probably like, the, I say that backwards again. Yeah. I think at the time credit union was probably like a foreign ish word. Like I, I'd, I'd seen like the Casasa commercials and stuff like that, but then they've gotten and, better. And then, so. <laughs> but then we talked to Zach. We're talking about Zach Dosh, by the way, but we talked to Zach and he called us probably like a week later. And then it was probably two weeks later. He's like, you guys, like, I'm not kidding. Like, this will be legit. Like, there's stuff that I can offer you guys through the credit union that is better I couldn't than what do. I, could I couldn't do either where I used to be or because of, you know. Because it was a conventional bank versus a credit union. And so, I mean, for, for us, that was kind of the, the sales point. I think we already trusted Zach. Um and then, honestly, the other thing, too, was we needed a really good scramble partner. And he, <laughs> he can hit he a golf ball. golf ball three-quarters of a mile. And yeah. that was important to yeah. us. So. <laughs> he happens to crush golf balls. Yeah, uh, it helps that he's super tall and has a long swing. But um, Yeah, he's yeah. a good dude. But, I mean, that's really what brought us to the credit union initially. Yeah. It was just Single-handedly we, him, yeah. probably. Yeah. I mean, if he wouldn't, if, yeah. And, and since then, I mean, he just he's always stepped up to the plate anytime we've needed needed something and feel like we have a really good working relationship that's yeah. personal mm-hmm. it is, it's personal and, and i would even say that it started with zach and again i promise you she's not telling me to put these plugs in for first community but like now we go to first community whether it's the downtown branch the north branch and like we know everyone there and they know who we are and like there's something to be said for that i, I mean i show like, up at the I mean, drive through and like they know our they, names. They know they my know name. I don't, need, I don't need to show ID anymore. I mean, like, and I don't know if that's bad for me. But, I mean, ultimately, like, I see these people through what we do for a living a lot. I think I think we still live in... I think we all still live where we do for a reason, and that's because we kind of like the small-town North Dakota feel, and I would say you get that banking Working with First with, Community yeah. Credit Union because everyone knows you, and there's just, like, a trust, just a everyone's personable and friendly that's worth something yeah i like that and and same goes for you guys though i mean now we've worked on a few projects together and it's fun because i can just like hey tom just send you an email and like you come in and it's just it's fun and 
um, I told my colleagues, like, I was excited for this podcast because talking to you guys is just, oh, just, it's personal and it's easy and it's fun. And, and that's something to be said too about just our members, you know, and Mm -hmm. how much we appreciate them and, and stuff. So, uh, I think one thing that, you know, we kind of touched about on it at the beginning a little bit, but I don't know if you guys actually said, but what, what is your favorite part about owning your own business? I mean, for me personally, just my personality, like I, I don't know that what we do for a living is flexible, but at least (laughs) in my mind, it feels that way. Like there's a extreme amount of job variety every single day. Mm -hmm. I have, I mean, I know what has to get done and I make sure those things get done. But beyond that, like I could go anywhere and do anything at any job any day of the week if that even makes any sense but i don't think that makes sense then anyway. I, I just i'm not always sure what my day is going to hold but whether i'm at the office or at the job site there's, there's always so much stuff that mm-hmm. can be done and i just like that job variety yeah. i think i think yeah i don't know if i would term it flexibility but to me it's never the same so i'm probably in the office quite a bit more than parker he's a at the job site more than I am, but like every day is different. So like the accountant side of things, like if I was doing the exact same thing every day, like thank God that there are people that are great at that and enjoy that. Like that's just not my personality, not how I'm wired. So, you know, to be able to be at a job site, to be working with clients, to be on my computer and like that mix is what I like. I mean, I think a a good way to describe it, you know, although I think we all hold a lot of different job descriptions and titles. Like today, I went to job sites, had a marketing meeting Meeting. that we had set up. We had a pricing meeting. meeting. We had some client meetings. Had a walkthrough. Had a walkthrough for like the last final walkthrough of a house made a bunch of phone calls to make sure that the rest of the things that needed to get fixed at that house were done made a ton of calls and texts about other projects that were under construction recording a podcast recording and then you a podcast, podcast. <laughs> and then <laughs> when we get done like go back to the office and get some more stuff done so i mean it's mm-hmm. just every day is different yeah every day is different. so different yeah that's awesome uh i know we kind of touched like we kind of talked a little bit about challenges and stuff and um before we kind of wrap up i just i want to hear like Obviously, you said, you know, you started and you found your, you know, you went from restaurant to building and trying to figure out what you wanted to do. And you grew this business and then you two joined together and then you raced it and like all these things. Like, obviously, there's challenges along the way. But if someone is, is listening to this and they want to they want to start a business or or just in, in general, how did you guys overcome your challenges? Do you want to start? I mean, my, yeah, my first answer to it is you better be learning from them. I mean, because there's a challenge or a mistake or like that stuff is going to happen. And if you're not getting better as and after that happens, you might as well just not try. I mean, I hate to say that in that bad of a way, but like if you're not improving when something happens, look out because you're going to get ran over. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I'll be the first, you know, I, I think when 
when you say how we started and where we're at, and then you skip the middle, <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that makes it seem like, oh, man, you know, these guys, are, these, guys are, these guys are doing good. But, I mean, in the process, we made mistakes and, oh, and had failures mm-hmm. um, and, and had huge financial struggles and, I mean, all sorts of things because we weren't prepared for what, our own businesses. And I think that, and I think that through those struggles, I hope, and I believe that we honestly have, I mean, you know, we've dropped the ball in many areas, but I think that through interactions with whether it be clients or subcontractors or from a financial standpoint or writing contracts or, I mean, you name it, like we've made mistakes. I think What's really good about us three is that we're willing to have conversations about those and try to come up with ways or talk to people who may, might know better than us, yep. how do we fix this? Because we don't want that to happen anymore. Yep. And I think, I mean, I can think of okay. 10 examples that I won't even name, but I mean, just of like individual things that have happened where, okay, we need to make this business change so that that doesn't happen anymore or can't happen anymore. Yep. And we're still working on stuff like that <clears throat> and, all the time. And now it seems to be that there's less big things that come up, but there's still plenty of yeah. areas mm-hmm. that we can get way better. And I think I would add to that too, just for like other business owners or someone thinking about it or fresh, I don't know where you're at on that scale, but I think a self-awareness is huge. Like if it's you by yourself, you better be aware of yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, and what you're doing, and that just aware of your surroundings within that field. And I think if you have a partner or multiple partners, like Parker Taylor and I, like one of the things that we're really good at is we know each other's strengths and weaknesses, and we're willing to call each other out if it needs to happen to improve our company or our business or something that's going on. So. And that's hard to do when you do if, it by yourself because there's no one telling you, like, mm-hmm. you struggled here, you need to do better yep. in that. And I think that we, we're willing to say that even if... And I think we all have the right order. attitude that, you know, this is to make us all better when that comes up because those conversations aren't fun, whether it's, you know, a girlfriend, boyfriend having those conversations or a husband, wife, or like a father, son, father, daughter, mother, daughter, mm-hmm. mother, son, I mean... It's hard to have a tough conversation sometimes, so to be willing to and know that it's coming from a good spot's important. Mm-hmm. Lastly, the other thing would be, I think we enjoy asking our clients that. How can we improve? Oh. And, and I think that says something. Because if, we're they're, not, if, if yeah. they're not answering that question, they're lying to us. Yeah, and we just, I mean, we're okay hearing it because we, we want to get better. There's always a way to get better, and we're open to constructive criticism because our goal is to be, you know, as perfect as possible, but we know we're not perfect. And frankly, like you mentioned earlier, we're young. Yeah, you guys are young. (laughs) We are. And I think, I think that's one of the things that some people might actually be afraid of that fact. But I think that construction and the industry of construction has been kind of set in its ways for so long. And there's so many people who like, we're only going to do it this way because that's how, that's the way my daddy did it. And we're just young and we're willing to, we're willing to learn from our mistakes or like this in February, we're we're going down to the international builder show so that we can 
learn about new products and mm-hmm. learn about new techniques new and systems. ways to build things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's important because we live in a world of hows and Pinterest. And if we can't figure out how to do it, then you we're, we're not the right guys. Pinterest. They want to be the right guys. So. <clears throat> No, that's awesome, and I think that just, again, that's obviously shown in your guys' houses of how beautiful they are and stuff, but just, even just sitting here, you can tell you guys just, you know, you kind of play off each other, and you know each other very well, and you make a great team, so. I like to call it good cop, bad cop, and I'm the good cop. Yeah. <laughs> Parker <laughs> just and laughs. I, just, I also like to He's throw, just like, uh, uh, whatever. I also like to make jokes about Parker, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. No. I don't need to respond because <laughs> yeah. I'm the bad guy. Really, so. <laughs> no, well, I think that's kind of a pretty good place to wrap up. If if people want to contact you guys and learn more about the building process and what you do, <clears throat> how do they contact you, Tom? Yeah, I think depending on how they want to reach out, uh, there's a number of different platforms or media. Um, we're on social media, so Facebook, uh, Instagram are kind of the two main ones. Uh, Epic Homes ND. If you look for those, you'll find us. Uh, our website is epichomesnd.com or epicbuiltnd.com. And we only have that one because on the commercial side of things, it, Epic Homes on a commercial job site looks kind of silly. Oh, so right. if you see our logo with Epic Built on it, um, it's the same. It's still us. It's the same guys. Um, we just changed up the homes on for certain reasons. Um, but, yeah, otherwise that or... I, mean, I don't know if anyone wants my cell phone. I can give that out. It's on our website, <laughs> or too. Or call Tom. <laughs> or call Tom. Yeah. Numbers Drive on the website. Drive by one of our signs on a job site. But, yeah, I mean, reach out to us however you want to. Um, I would say and our emails, I mean, our emails are on the website. and so Check it out. We've got a bunch of pictures and past projects on there. And, and they do custom stuff. So if the listeners want something custom, uh, the tougher the better. Parker is all about that. <laughs> so. <laughs> he's laughing at me like great what's the next project i'm gonna get no thank you guys so much for coming to record the podcast this is so fun do it again um i learned a lot about home building so kind of a little intimidated so i'm glad there's people like you guys that know what you're doing and honestly yeah yeah, you you really shouldn't know what you're doing even if you have a little bit of an idea if you're looking to build a house make sure you find someone you can trust and we're happy to answer any questions for you so feel free to reach out Awesome. Thank you, Tom and Parker. And thank you to all our listeners. Uh, We hope you tune in next time to Let's See You Succeed.